Hi, I'm Nicole. And I'm Monica. And we're two fangirls who love to talk about media and knit. This is our podcast, While We Were Knitting. This month, we watched season two of Bridgerton, our first time watching a second season of anything. So you can go back into the archives and listen to our thoughts on season one. This season is actually focused on the pairing of Anthony Bridgerton, the eldest son and the oldest child of the Bridgertons, and Kate Sharma, who is his love interest, who we are introduced to this season. So she's new. I liked her quite a lot, actually. It's an enemies to lovers storyline, and Anthony makes some poor choices regarding Edwina, Kate's uh, younger sister, who's quite nice. And uh, it takes a while for them to untangle themselves from that situation. Well, that's the drama driving this particular season of TV. Uh, This month, I knit the baby surprise jacket by Elizabeth Zimmerman. And this month, I knit the dark water by Jennifer Steinglass, as well as doing the feet on a pair of basic toe-up socks. Gotcha. So, Monica, you have read all of the Bridgerton books. You're a big Julia Quinn person. So, one of the things that I struggled with this season is my general dislike of Anthony Bridgerton um, but I've heard he's a lot better in the books would you agree with that I agree that Anthony is better in the books and the other thing that I was thinking was man Eloise is a lot less annoying in the books <laughs> oh man she is I she's one of my she was one of my favorite she was I mean she was most people's favorite Bridgerton in the mm-hmm. books and gosh, the way she's, the, just the way she's portrayed in this series, I'm like, oh my goodness, just don't, please don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think for me, Eloise was less annoying just because I found Colin and Penelope so infuriating that like That's I didn't right. have as much time to be annoyed with Eloise. And like, let's get into a bit of Penelope. So we found out at the end of last season, she's Lady Whistledown. Mm-hmm. And we started in the season, I'm, I'm on her side. I'm really intrigued by all the, like, the machinations that she's going through to get her gossip published and to like make sure that she's hiding her identity. And I found that really interesting. And then she pairs up with the modiste and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really cool that these two women who are acting as businesswomen are working together to make this happen. And then she published the scandal about Eloise and I was furious. I was so mad because I was, I was, I didn't like last season when she published that Marina had gotten pregnant in order to basically ruin her chances with Colin. I was like, I was on Marina's side. I was like, Colin is boring. Colin is nothing. If you want to marry him to make sure that you and your children are provided for, I'm fine. And then Penelope's like, but I love him. And I'm like, he's nothing. He's boring. What do you love? There's nothing to love. He's cottage cheese. (laughs) And so this season to see her once again, really socially ruin somebody who I liked more and to not talk to that person beforehand because she could have talked to Colin and be like, listen, this is what Marina is doing. Do you still like, what do you want to do about this in a one-to-one situation instead of using Lady Whistledown as basically a weapon? And in this season, she could have talked to Eloise and been like, I know the queen thinks you're Lady Whistledown and is going after you. I'm actually Lady Whistledown. Let's try to figure this out. Like there, there's very easy routes to not ruin other people's lives that she decided not to take. So when Eloise was like, oh, you think you're so great and so powerful lurking in the corner and 
just hiding, like gathering all this gossip, but you only do it because you're not, you're too afraid. I was like, yeah, go after her, go after her, Eloise. So in the, in the series, you don't find out who later Whistledown is for, for, I think the first three books. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you only find out, actually, I think you only find out when Penelope's book comes up. Oh. Um, because of the point of view of it is for, it's been a while since I read the books, but each of the point of view is from the, the characters around whom the book centers. So mm-hmm. you don't really get Penelope's perspective up until it, like her book is coming up. But yeah, I, on the one hand, I'm like, Yep, you definitely took the you definitely took the queen's attention off of Eloise, but you did it by ruining her and her family. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, as, as as Lady Whistledown, I can like if her role if her goal was to be Lady Whistledown above all things, then yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't her goal, right? That's that doesn't seem like that's ever been her goal. It might have been where it started, but it definitely went off in some pretty dark directions. And I don't think. Like the way I think about it is Penelope is very young. She's very mm-hmm. young and she is not good at communicating face to face. She is very good at communicating in her writing. And that's the only way she knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. She is never like, if you look at how she talks to Colin and if you look at, you look at how she talks to Eloise, she's not good at, at expressing herself yeah. in any way, you know, except through her writing. And unfortunately the way she does it in her writing is very much a jab at people who she feels has have slighted her I mean she she specifically went after Eloise because she felt like Eloise had come after her Mm -hmm. and unfortunately her ability to to cause damage was much much worse than anything Eloise could have done and I don't think she had she was reveling in that power at first Mm -hmm. and then she used it for ill and then decided she didn't want it at all anymore you know (laughs) Well, the thing that I was surprised that she continued to keep writing after that, because I, I know myself when I was 17, I'm like to a degree still now, even though I'm not a teenager anymore. And if somebody had done that to me, and then I found out their deepest, darkest secret that could mess up their life, like that would have been all over the place. Like two hours later, I'd been like, oh, you want to keep doing this? Sure. Everybody's going to know who you are now. Yeah. No one will yeah. ever trust you ever again. I was like, why would you do that? Why would you keep publishing? And obviously it's a narrative requirement for the series. They want Lady Whistledown to continue to be a presence. But I was like, you're playing with fire, my friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. But I mean, yes, it's it's young person bad decision making. Oh, if we're going to talk about bad decision making, can we talk about Lady, like Lady Featherington? Yeah, whole thing. Oh my god! Like oh my the god. whole thing made me so dreadfully. Un- I mean, it was supposed to. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be horrible yeah. and make you dreadfully uncomfortable. But man, the whole thing—it was all so bad. So the interesting thing about Lady Featherington is every season starts out. These or every season of the two seasons we've seen, we start out. And I'm like, this lady's a jerk. This this woman's like a huge jerk. She's just like cares about like her social standing and like money, and she's such a jerk. And then as the season goes on they somehow managed to pull it out by the end where I'm just like, no, I guess I'm on your side. I, I guess, I guess I'm back on side again. Cause when what's his face, Lord Featherington is like, basically like your daughters are nothing. Like we're the only ones who are important. She's like, go kick rocks. I will ruin <laughs> your entire life because I will not let you ruin my daughter's lives. Even if they're silly and flighty. Even if you tried to get him married to one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, she ultimately looked at him and looked at herself and said, I can't ruin my daughter's life like that. Yeah. 
And I was like, you know what? All right, I'm back on side. Because the thing about Lady Featherington that I think ultimately does get me back on side each time is that it's a very clear look at how power works and doesn't work as a woman in this situation with very limited ways of influencing her family's financial presence. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I'm a lot more worried about the Featheringtons when I'm watching that series than I am about the Bridgertons because I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm like sure. the Bridgertons are going to be fine. Like Eloise yeah. could never get married. She would always be surrounded by people who loved her and would take care of her for the rest of her life. Yeah. She's going to be yeah. fine. Yeah. Where the Featherington Which is not at all true for the Featherington girls. Nope. <laughs> so it's like way more stressful when they're like situations like this lady could be ruined and I'm like oh no they the safety net they're working with is not very strong no, they they are yes the the Featherington family is like always on the verge of falling apart and unlike what happens with the Bridgertons the vast majority of the time it really isn't their own doing this this time it kind of it it a little bit was of their <laughs> own doing but like the girls are the two girls are idiots but they're mm -hmm. not they're not at fault Penelope yeah. is at fault, but she's not actually tied up in the whole Featherington drama. Her drama is yeah. more external to the family. But man, like, yeah, in the end, I'm like, I think I'm on your side. But mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, she gets me on side. But I, it's a long it's a long trip to get there. It's, it's a long trip to get there. And I'm still not sure I'm OK with what but she's she, still a jerk. She's still. Yeah. A jerk. Oof, yeah. She. Yeah. yeah. Well, switching to or trans leading to other people who are like kind of working without a lot of a safety net like the Sharma sisters and their mother are obviously in like this place that is very precarious and that's what mm -hmm. drives the entire return of Kate and Edwina to to England basically and I feel like the TV show wanted me to think that it was bad that Kate was trying to get her sister married off for money and I was like I, don't I didn't think, think it was bad at all no. like Edwina was like oh this is what you wanted I'm like no she wanted to make sure you and your mom didn't end up in ruin that was yeah. literally her only concern yeah. like they were like it's such a scandal and I'm like genuinely the entire town is marrying for money that's the yeah. whole point of what is this whole mating dance that we are watching is right. about making sure that the next generation is secured and can carry on these titles right mm -hmm in this world is fine outside the world it's like mm, well do I care that much about you because one of the things that they the show kept being was like oh Anthony's so stressed because he has to work so hard and I'm like he's rich he doesn't <laughs> you cannot convince me that any of this is actually like he has a stressful job lies lies because well, I think all that was the whole thing that the family was saying like everyone is like oh you know Anthony is under so much stress and well, Anthony is like, Anthony is under so much stress. Everyone else, like everyone else in his family is like, dude, chill. We never asked you to do any of yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. and, and that way, I do think that he and Kate are very well suited, like as two children who are taking on these responsibilities that their family members have never asked for in a certain yeah. way. Yeah. And I do think that worked very well. But a lot of it was like, I was just sitting there, I'm like, Obviously there has to be conflict in order for a season to happen. Like you've gotta, you've gotta have a reason why they didn't get together in episode two and we're just happy for the rest of it because you need eight episodes of TV. With that being said, Anthony, a lot of this is self-inflicted yep. 
and like they were getting he was at the altar literally at the altar with Edwina and like imagining Kate I'm like my bud you have got to focus up I know not to focus up right now oh that was actually so stressful for me because I kept wondering when they were going to finally pull the trigger because it's a romance novel obviously he's not going to marry the sister who he's not in love with yep. so but man they got further than most people yeah, ever did. yeah. I kept thinking, pull the trigger pull the trigger pull the trigger and they were like literally at the altar and I was like oh wow wow and it wasn't him who pulled the trigger and it wasn't no. Kate no no it was no. the sister being like what the heck oh my god I loved Edwina a lot I just thought she was like such like a kind person and like a lot of times when somebody on tv is portrayed as a kind person they can also be portrayed as kind of like sanctimonious or boring or a drip or something but I didn't find her that I'm just like this is a person who knows herself or is trying to know herself and just is very good at knowing the right thing to say. Like yes. the part where she's with the queen and with King George, yes. I like cried actual tears. I was like, oh my God, you are giving this, like these two older people who are suffering through this horrible event, you're giving them a measure of peace. And it was just like Dignity. very Dignity. emotional. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I liked Edwina. She was very young and she came off as very young and she was supposed to, you Mm -hmm. know, she really was supposed to. It was when she kept going on about, oh, I love him. I love him. I love Mm -hmm. him. And I was (laughs) like, oh, oh, baby, of course she, of course she would say that. But of course, if your little sister who you've always wanted to give everything is saying that, of course, Kate was not going to say anything. Of course she wasn't. She couldn't. And that's why I I didn't say in the introduction, Kate was making poor choices. I'm like, no, Kate was making choices that she looked at her priority and her priority was her mother and her sister's happiness. And she was like, if I get out of the way, she can be happy. And therefore she was like, I will be getting out of the way. And it's one of those things where if Anthony had just for like more than 30 seconds actually thought about it of like, can you marry this woman and be happy? Like genuinely happy. He would have made better choices, but instead he's like, duty, duty, duty. I'm like, you can marry whatever random girl who is pleasant enough and not ruin her sister's life. And I will say that the beginning where he was interviewing all these girls to be like, how many children do you want? Was genuinely very funny I was like oh this is quite good yes you were like you are an idiot but okay very well though you know what like as far as ton marriages go okay legit those are things that are actually someone like who's the head of his household would in fact be interested in but like my underlying thing about him and Kate is that that whole the whole trauma of him being like a young man and seeing his mother like completely go to pieces Mm -hmm. after his father died and having to like basically take over the family at a time where he was completely unprepared for it I think that whole thing was he didn't want a wife he was in love with you Mm -hmm. know he didn't want someone he was going to be devoted to he wanted someone who would fulfill a role and when he actually went out and went like forward and told Edwina exactly that I was like, yeah, that's honest. But yeah, you should have said that from the beginning, dude. (laughs) Rather than all of these like fake poetry that you had acquired from your brother. and Mm -hmm. (laughs) Buddy, buddy. And it's one of those things I think we were supposed to feel sympathy for him when his father died. Um, 
allergies are very serious. I, my sister has gone to the hospital with allergies more than once. I'm aware that they're like a serious business. But the problem is you can never say he was killed by a bee with a straight face. It's just, even if allergies are serious and I'm not trying to diminish it, it's just like, oh, right, sure. How, sure, he was killed by a bee. And you're like, but it's oh, a very no. anticlimactic way to go. And I think that was sort of part of it that, you know, it's supposed to be like a super incongruous way for this mm-hmm. like young, healthy, like stand up dude to die and it totally was a reason for him to freak out a little when he saw that bee flying around yeah it didn't help build sympathy for me for Anthony until we started seeing the choices he had to make when his mother was you know in a very difficult labor and everybody was looking to him and he was like she was flipping out for obvious reasons and like the doctors like she doesn't matter you matter he's like how am I supposed to make this choice? I can't make this choice for her. Like, and he never wanted to make that choice. And I, that I did feel genuinely quite bad for him during that. Oh, that was horrible. Like that, like saying, you know, decide whether your mother or her unborn child is the one to survive Mm -hmm. because you are the head of this household, man, that is not a choice anyone should have to make. Oof, oof, that was real rough. In a lot of ways, I think the watching his mother mourn was more, effective for understanding what he had gone through and why he was the way he was than watching his father's death yeah because that to me was more emotionally affecting yep and seeing him with his little brother though like I mean that was totally towards the end yeah (laughs) no I just again I came into it disliking him I disliked him less I liked a lot the way that they looked at each other though especially at the end like they did a very good job of being like actually we are deeply deeply in love and I was like you know what you're doing a great job. Great whispering, some like very up close whispering, very effective, very effective looking at each other once you got like your acts together. I was very apprehensive about this season because I didn't like the main male character. And I ended up (laughs) being like, okay, you know what? This is, this turned out fine. Yeah. Anthony's book was one of the least memorable for me mm-hmm. to the point where like I was I vaguely remembered who he had married and that was about all I remembered <laughs> of his book <laughs> I would I remember there were sisters involved but that was like the extent of what I remembered about his book I didn't like him I didn't think I would like him I still didn't like him but I thought he ended up well matched with the person with whom he ended up with yes and, and I think yeah <laughs> the crochet game Palmel or whatever they were calling yeah, it Palmel. Was, was a very effective way of showing how well Kate and Anthony fit together like oh yeah. they they have the same drive the same kind of competitive spirit the same approach to this situation and then they got trapped in the woods and it was like oh some significant looking oh my god <laughs> And that was also very funny when they got yes. like, trapped. Like, is quicksand a thing? Is mud a thing? Sure, why not? That was very funny. Yeah, they got they got trapped in mud, and they both laughed about it. Yeah, you know, I was like, okay, so you you two both actually do have a sense of humor. And then Edwina was so obviously uncomfortable with that. She yeah. didn't find like that sense of competitiveness to be enthralling. She found it to be not to her liking, yeah. and she felt like she was not playing well and that was a problem and so it it really was a good focusing effort by the series to show this is why 
Kate is a better match than Athena for Anthony. And I mean, obviously by that point, I was already like, I understand which sister he's supposed to end up with. That's been very clear since episode one, but it did a good job of showing to the characters as well, where Daphne kept being like, which sister are you proposing to again? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. This whole time she was like, nah, man, nah, this is not, this is not okay. But, and, but that's the thing, right? It's like, Anthony can't even be like, oh, you know, I, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. He knew, he knew, and he knew both from internal and external sources. (laughs) Like people were telling him, nah, dude, this is not right. And he Mm -hmm. was like, nope, we're going to do this because duty. (laughs) So dumb, it's so dumb. I have to say, if there was one thing I would knit, I can't remember what we said last time, but if I think if I was going to knit something inspired by Bridgerton, I would probably knit like a lace stole, like something yes. you could kind of toss over your shoulder and like wander around a giant manor house in the country with. I think what I said the last time was that I would knit the Bennett sisters shawl. And I have knit Bennett sisters shawl since that point. And it is definitely a cozy wrap oneself around one's, one's shoulders. For this, I would like to knit something. If I was going to knit something for to signify Kate, I would knit something that was very lacy mm-hmm. in like a very, very like rich, dark purple red. Mm. Or like a bright orange. Did you see that the sisters were always in that same purple color until mm-hmm. Edwina finally was like, I am not asking you to ruin your life for me and I don't want you to do this. You mm-hmm. need to be your own person. Yeah. And then they started wearing different colors. I was like, they I did. see what you did. I yeah. <laughs> that was that was very satisfying. I think one of the things that this season did that was very clever started shifting the focus. So you're more paying attention to the mamas, mm-hmm. like Lady Danbury, Lady Bridgerton, Lady Featherton really felt like they were getting new emphasis in this series like the queen got a lot of emphasis in the first season but you continued to see her I think that's very smart because each season is going to feature a different romance there's going to be a different set of characters as the main leads but by building more interest and empathy in the mamas who are like going to be present throughout it you give your audience an anchor to hang on to. Because like, yeah. I am not excited about Colin and Penelope. Just <laughs> like, I'm like, will I be watching this season? Mm, not sure. And I know I said this last season too, because I didn't like Anthony, but like this time they can't introduce a secondary character or not a secondary, but they can't introduce a second lead and like make me be like, well, I like this other person. So I'll make it through. I'm like, no, I hate both these people. Don't like them like there's nothing you can introduce that I haven't already or not nothing but like I've already seen them already I've already have a set opinion I don't want to watch them fall in love I don't think it's going to be interesting to me I'm going to be like die in a fire so what are you giving me instead this is just hypothesis I'm wondering considering the way that they've been doing this setup I'm actually curious about whether or not they're even going to make a season of Colin and Penelope or if it's they're going to have season. a season of someone else and have them as the, no, they are. They're next season. They're supposed yeah. to be next season. And I was just like, Ugh. and I don't know if they're going to do two like love stories at once. I'm not sure, but they're they supposed might. to be, it's my understanding Colin and Penelope are next. And I'm just like, they're skipping Benedict. I know that for a fact. Oh. And 
I'm just not excited about it. Yeah, I'm, yes. That is a book that, well, we'll see how they handle it, but that is a book where I was excited to read the book Mm because obviously none of these like shenanigans, you don't see any of these shenanigans mm-hmm. happen in the books. They, they only have like, these things only come out in like in Penelope's book. And when I read it, I was disappointed. Oh, that's a bummer. It is a bummer. So to be continued. I, I mean, I will still watch it, but we will see. <laughs> we'll see. I might, I might say I might want to watch it first before whether we decide to do an episode or not, just because yeah. it's like hateful. I don't want to be like, so I hated this for 30 minutes. <laughs> I don't think that would be very fun for you. (laughs) But, but yes, I did like the, I really liked the way they did the the sisters though. Yeah. I really liked the way they portrayed the sisters. I love the contrast. They were both so beautiful. (laughs) I mean, not for anything. (laughs) Those are beautiful women. And thank God they got Anthony to shave his weird mutton chops. Speaking of someone who has an ex with who at the time had mutton chops, still not the best look for him. <laughs> but he was still, like even with the shorter mutton chops, he was cuter. But he was not as attractive as Kate. Ended. No, he was he was not as attractive as well. I mean, he didn't have to be the Viscount, but um, but yes, he was definitely not as attractive as either of those women. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, definitely no Duke. Definitely no Duke. No. Oh man, I was so mad he wasn't back in this season. It sounds like he was did kind of a one and done. And he was like, you know, I enjoyed it a lot, but I don't want to make that commitment. And I'm like, fair, you would only That's really fair. cameo. Right. I right. wish you would come back. But like, I, I understand why for the sake of your career, you don't want to be like, let me spend yeah. two months on the call. Right. For a little right. role. Yeah, for like little smatterings, right. <laughs> but I, assume, I don't actually know who signed up for the next couple of seasons. But I mean, it's interesting to think about they have another six seasons left like they could take this for a long time and I know Netflix is having a lot of like subscriber issues like it, they lost a lot of subscriptions in the last year or so so I don't know what that means for their original programming content going forward mm-hmm. I assume they would keep up Bridgerton just because it's such a big property for them but I guess I don't know so we'll have to see yeah yeah so how was your project for this particular season? It was good. The baby surprise jacket is mostly garter stitch, which is very nice. And you just have to like increase and decrease at two points, which is also pretty good. I think I had to pause to count a couple of times, but it wasn't very distracting when I just wanted to like go and do the thing. So it worked pretty well. It was also like bright colors, which felt appropriate for all the bright colors on my television. Yeah, I was pretty happy. How was your um, dark water? It was not a good choice for this particular season. If I liked Anthony better, I would probably watch the season again with something that was that required less counting and less looking. Like in the previous season, so much of their chemistry was like clever banter and yeah, et cetera. Yeah. This one, a lot of their chemistry was them looking at each other. Good looks. And, and yes. they are they are very very good looks. Like they had great like eyeball chemistry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you're looking down at your knitting for a few minutes, you look up. You're like, oh, they're looking. They're looking. <laughs> looking. <laughs> it it did not work so well with the with the fair isle. <laughs> you're missing some good looks if you have to look at your knitting. Exactly. I have to say, I'm just thinking about like what they're going to do next, and I'm like, I don't. I'm glad they're skipping Benedict as well, who also was just kind of like 
I'm just confused about like what they're doing with Benedict. I'm like, so we, we had a whole like art, not argument, we would have had a discussion at midnight where I was like, so I think Benedict is straight and that's weird and I don't understand why. So I still remain confused by his entire storyline where I'm like, this entire thing that you're telling me where he's like, I feel like I'm like different from the rest of the family. Like I want different things, that whole like porch swing thing with Eloise and their whole vibe. I'm like, so you're telling me he's not straight, right? That's what you're telling me. And then none of that has manifested. And I'm just like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But I did still enjoy seeing, I enjoyed seeing the world of the Bridgertons again. And we'll have to see what happens in the next season. Next year. Yes, there, there were definitely times where I was a lot more involved in what was happening with everyone else rather than the actual main couple. But that's actually okay, because that that is sort of the nature of the fact that it is a series and not like one shot episodes. Yeah. No, I mean, I care so much more about what Lady Danbury is doing than I care about literally anything else in that series. Like, that's why I was watching it. I was just like, I'm so glad they're focusing more on the mamas. Like, that's all I want. I want like 85% these like older women trying to do like these machinations to get the younger and younger cohort married off and like 15% love story and I love love stories I love romance but I am infuriated by a lot of these children and I love the like Lady Danbury the Queen Lady Bridgerton Lady Featherton I just want to know what's up with these ladies yeah yeah that's fair that's fair though I confess I did not necessarily like the fact that Lady that Lady Danbury's response to the whole thing when she was like, mm, these two young people have much more chemistry. Her, her response was to tell Kate to keep it down and shut up. <laughs> and I totally see where from her perspective and from Kate's perspective, that was probably the like socially the right thing. Mm-hmm. But mm, I was like, oh, oh, I can see why there is a problem. <laughs> well, to me, Lady Danbury was like, are you going to, tell your sister no I want him and Kate was like no and she's like all right then you need to shut up yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. you you've you shut up this one path then don't ruin it for her you can't take the middle path that does not exist and then of course those two dummies ruined it at the altar and you're just like all right sure dum-dums yep yep they they were definitely dum-dums but they were dum-dums with very good chemistry yeah great chemistry complete idiots (laughs) yep (laughs) speaking of people with great chemistry next month we are going to watch master and commander far side of the world which is about two men who are married to each other and also a ship they're married to the ship yes (laughs) one of my favorites (laughs) i am terrified and intrigued I am going to tell you that it is genuinely one of my favorite movies. I own it on DVG just so that I can always have access to it. And also there is not a single line spoken by a woman. Wow. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It's still one of my favorite movies. So that's how I feel about that movie. I think there's a woman on screen for maybe about two minutes. Well, I guess if they're on a ship, that makes sense. (laughs) They're on a ship. They're at war with Napoleon. Oh, it's even during the same time frame. That's a nice, oh, that's a nice yeah. transition. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it would be slightly earlier, but you know, same rough yeah. generational time frame. Yeah. 
we well, can imagine um, Captain Jack Aubrey looking at the Patricians and being like, what? You're these people? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, speaking of people I was kind of worried about about this season because I was not worried about the Bridgertons I was worried about um, what's his face with the bar the ex-pugilist oh yes darn now I can't remember I was too because yeah. I was like every time we're in this bar it's completely exactly. empty <laughs> and I was just so stressed for him I was like you know last season we saw him make a moral compromise in order to provide for his family and I'm like I don't want him to pay for this moral compromise I think it was a good moral compromise to be quite honest yeah so if you're getting punched in the face for a living that's not really sustainable in the long term if you're like how can I get out of this and still provide for my family take it my friend take it watching that was very stressful yeah. Especially, yes. when especially when like especially when Colin was a dick yeah. and I was like oh god I yeah. like you less and less with every coming I know I know oh. and then Colin again an idiot a bowl of cottage cheese with zero brains was like oh Lady Featherington you could never have realized what was going on because they were taking advantage of your kind nature as a woman I'm just like you're so dumb you're so dumb and not like, even an if entertaining you really way. thought she didn't know then yeah. okay dude <laughs> not even in an entertaining way at least when anthony is dumb you're like all right well this is gonna cause some trauma and i can at least enjoy the trauma <laughs> <sighs> but yes i i am glad that they brought back that's gonna bother me that i can't remember the boxer's name i am glad that they brought him back uh, and that he didn't just disappear off into the ether I am glad that they made him a businessman, and I am glad that for all Colin's flaws, like, Colin made it right in the end, in a way that only someone from society would have been able to do that. Only other people from society would have been able to, like, bring in this this influx into his bar, and the fact that it was, like, someone who is young and popular, and yeah, he's Mm -hmm. cottage cheese, but he's never been involved in a scandal means that, like, people trusted him when he said that this is a guy of good moral character. (laughs) That's Will Mondrich. Mondrich, that's that Will was Mondrich. it. I would yeah. not have remembered that. <laughs> I liked his wife who was like, listen, you're a businessman and like maybe you don't like this people and feel comfortable, but also they have money yeah. and we need them to come to our bar at our social yeah. club and spend that money. Yep, Alice, yep. <laughs> like true, very true. Good job, Alice. Looking out for, looking out for the fam. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anything else that we need to cover about the Bridgertons before we go to the age of sale in a different way? I, I did enjoy this season. I would not watch it again, but I enjoyed it more than I thought I would is sort of my summary of it. And oh. visually and like the, I love the way they do the, the classic, like the classical versions of like pop tunes. I love it. Yes. I love the aesthetic. <laughs> the aesthetic is very good. When they dropped him in a lake and he came out and did the full Mr. Darcy, I was like, you know what? I, I'm not mad. I'm not mad that you're giving me Mr. Darcy. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. And I'm I'm not mad that all the women were like, yeah. <laughs> the sweat t-shirt contest that has been performed for us. Indeed. Indeed. Yep. <laughs> huh. I'm trying to remember if anybody takes off their shirt in the next movie. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> we will find out. Sure. All right. Bye. Bye.